0: What do you call someone with no body and no nose? No body and no nose? I don't know. Nobody knows. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I couldn't even handle that. I couldn't even say it. (laughs) I'm sorry. (sighs) (laughs) So bad. Oh, yeah. I'm a professional already.
1: <laughs> yes, you are. Listeners, seven weeks
0: into the dad life and I already have the you dad jokes You just keep telling yourself that. <laughs> Welcome to
1: Mistakes Dads Make. I'm Nathan Hart. And I'm David Borden. And this is a podcast with honest conversations about fatherhood, including mistakes that dads make. And how to redeem them. We're glad you've joined us. Uh, so the topic of today's episode is good king, bad dad. And we're going to explore this potential black and white dichotomy. Can mm-hmm. you be a good dad um, while also being a good leader? Or is it is it not possible? Yeah. But before we get to that topic, and we're going to really pick your brain on that, David, because you're mm-hmm. such a student of history, of looking at all these kings and leaders from history. But before we get to that, uh, we just want to share how encouraged we've been by the listener feedback we get. It's like everywhere we yeah, go. Thank you. Yeah, we'll be like in a grocery store at a cocktail party or something and somebody will say, thanks for that podcast. I've been listening. It's really been helping. We appreciate that. And we want more people to come into the conversation. So if you're hearing this, if you're enjoying this podcast, tell a friend about it. Put it on your Facebook wall or you know, email it to a couple of your friends. We would love that. Well, let's get to our topic. Um, David. Mm-hmm. David, you're named after. Yep. King David in the Bible, who, if you read the biblical narrative about this man, King David, you realize he was a pretty good king, you know, Great the king. most storied king in Israel Great history, king, wonderful a man after God's own heart, yep. but you peek inside his, uh, his household mm-hmm. and he seemed to be a pretty bad dad. Yeah. Tell us more about King David.
0: There's a little different story at home there for David. Yeah. Yep. Well, <clears throat> like... Nathan said about King David, he's known for a few things. He's known for uh, being one of the best leaders that we read about Mm -hmm. in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And beyond that, he also had some terrible misgivings at home. Mm -hmm. And what we see in David's life is we see a great leader who was not necessarily a great father. And I think what David reveals to us and shows us is this dichotomy that's presented to fathers throughout history Mm -hmm. and throughout culture. Mm -hmm. And it's this idea, if you're a great leader or a great employee, Mm -hmm. you're going to be a bad dad. Mm -hmm. And there's an inverse of that. Mm -hmm. If you're a great dad, you're probably a bad leader and a bad employee.
1: You won't have time for it.
0: Yeah, it's not possible. Right. And what we want to address here this morning is that uh, we really think it's possible to be a good leader, mm-hmm. and a good employee, mm-hmm. and to be a good dad. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Mm-hmm. But we want to address take some real intentionality. Oh, it does. We'll yeah. Talk about that. And we want to address some of these misgivings that we see dads falling into, though, mm-hmm. throughout history. And David is an example of a man who was a great leader and a poor father. And I think his fathering skills they really begin with what he saw modeled mm-hmm. by his own father.
1: His dad was Jesse.
0: Yeah, his dad. We read about him in scripture, this man named Jesse. And Jesse had a bunch of sons. And uh, what is Jesse known for in scripture? Well, the, really the only thing I remember him for yeah. is uh, the prophet Samuel shows up and he says, hey, Jesse, one of your boys, is he's going to be king. God yep. told me. Yep. And Jesse, he really shows that he prioritizes the kids. Mm -hmm. He picks favorites. Mm -hmm. He says, here's my oldest son, which is not unusual in the Mm -hmm. ancient Near East, right? The oldest son, the firstborn, he's the retirement, he's everything. Mm -hmm. But then he goes through the prioritization order. Here's the next most handsome and the next oldest. Here's the next one. And they go through all the kids and Samuel's like, the king's not here. Mm. He's not here. And Jesse's like, oh, well, there's one kid I forgot about, Mm -hmm. you know, he's the youngest. He doesn't really matter too much, but I can go grab him if you want. And Samuel's like, yeah, go get him, Jesse. Come Mm -hmm. on. And Jesse goes to get David and he's the one. And I love, do you remember what God says to uh, Samuel, through Samuel to Jesse? He
1: he says, "Um, God does not look on outward appearances, Mm -hmm. but he looks in the heart. And I feel like that was Samuel's little, you know, nudge to the ribs of, <laughs> yeah, for Jesse, really like, uh, uh-huh, <laughs> you've been judging by outward appearances. I think about Jesse, though, it, it almost is like Jesse probably did what any of us would do. Mm-hmm. Somebody comes in and says, T- show me your most impressive kids. Oh, here's my daughter who can play the piano, yep. you know, and we start talking, whatever, we start talking <laughs> yeah. about all the great things our kids can do, uh-huh. it's, and you know, you can't really blame Jesse for bringing out. Was Amnon the oldest one? I can't I remember. I forget the name. Yeah, he brings out his most <laughs> handsome oldest yeah. son. Maybe any of us would do that.
0: Yeah, you got your youngest child in the back room playing Halo eating pizza. You're like, oh, not we, oh we're not going to tell you about that
1: one. <laughs> yeah. So David has this model of he, maybe not the best fathering mm-hmm. in his own father with Jesse. And now he grows up and he's got kids of his own.
0: I yeah. Go from there. He uh, becomes a father. And beyond that, David's life is it's much more complicated than Jesse's. Because David's not only a father, Mm -hmm. but he's a father with a really high-powered, intense job. Right? He's leading a nation. He's a king. Yeah. So he's under all this stress and all this pressure. You and I think we have stressful jobs. Oh my gosh! You're
1: leading a nation.
0: Nothing compared to that. Yeah. So he's under this pressure and stress. And he does what people often do under pressure and stress; uh, they try to find this way to like cope with it, and mm-hmm. usually those ways are unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And what does he do? Well, mm-hmm. he makes this really selfish decision, probably one yeah. of the most selfish decisions you could make as a dad. Yeah. And he decides to cheat on his wife yeah. with another woman, mm-hmm. and uh, what we read about throughout the rest of Scripture about David is really the outworking of this selfish decision that he made as a dad.
1: Yeah, he's all alone in his house. He sees Bathsheba. Mm -hmm. He pursues her. He takes her as his wife. He actually ends up indirectly killing Bathsheba's husband so that he can take her as his wife. Selfish, selfish, selfish. Terrible, terrible decision making. Yeah. And now he's got Bathsheba.
0: And beyond that, he has this complicated blended family. Right. Because he has kids with multiple women. Yeah. And instead of being a dad and really trying to mitigate conflict and parent these children well and being present, uh, he really takes hold of his kingly duties Mm -hmm. and kind of puts his nose to the grindstone. And he really presents this one uh, side of this error that many dads make. Most dads, I'd say, throughout history have made, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he chooses his job right. over his family, yeah. almost to a T. Things are a disaster at home. I'll go back to work where I'm oh, leading yeah. this
1: nation really well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we see, what we see is that without this, with this vacuum of leadership in the household from right. the father, the family starts to fall apart. Yeah, it goes from bad to worse. And really it, it stays hidden, Mm-hmm. Until it can't stay hidden anymore mm-hmm. until he his son Absalom basically uh, throws an uprising right. and tries to overthrow David and then the nation realizes, yeah. oh, our king's household Is it's falling apart, yeah he was a great king. We had no idea his his house was falling apart, you well, know,
1: even before the Absalom episodes, you know you have his his daughter Tamar mm-hmm. she gets basically sexually assaulted. she's raped mm-hmm. by um
0: that's amnon that's amnon yeah, yeah. yeah
1: that's that's what that name was in my head. By his son, so mm-hmm. there's a step-sibling um, rape
0: mm-hmm. in his household, and what does David
1: do about it? Nothing. Yeah, he doesn't address he it. He hides it, and so the other son tries to take vengeance.
0: Mm-hmm. Absalom, yeah.
1: Absalom does, and it just goes from bad to worse. Just like he tried to hide the sin with Bathsheba, mm-hmm. he doesn't deal with it. He also doesn't deal with this terrible assault in his household, and it goes from bad to worse. So He's a pretty bad dad yeah he's neglectful i think might be the word he was not leaning in Mm -hmm. and discipling and coaching and mitigating i think was your word yeah and like kids at all and
0: like you said you know uh it's possible to be a good dad and a good leader but Mm -hmm. it takes incredible intentionality and he was being intentional in the workplace right leading the country but he was yeah. not being intentional at home
1: yeah it's like and then when absalom dies you remember mm-hmm. what david cries out when he hears the news he says absalom oh absalom i find that interesting because yeah. the name absalom mm-hmm. if you break it down in hebrew Av shalom mm-hmm. Av means father shalom means peace and i just kind of wonder yeah if, if it's all hitting david in that moment father of peace i i was called to be a father of peace mm. but i've been a father of chaos Yeah,
0: that's so difficult. Maybe he's crying out, Absalom,
1: Absalom, Absalom for that reason.
0: And I think he's experiencing what many dads experience. Dads that have picked their work, right, to Mm -hmm. the detriment of their family for Mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. What they realize one day, I've counseled many men that have said these things to me. They've said, I wish I could have just been at home more with Mm -hmm. my children. Yeah. Yeah you know, I've never heard anyone ever say to me, I wish I had been more in the office. I wish I had been in the office late nights over and over again. No one's ever said that to me. The regret is always, oh, I wish I could have been home. I wish I could have gone to more sports games. Hmm. I wish I could have been more present in the moment with my children. I wish I wasn't so emotionally drained every night Mm -hmm. and I could have loved my kids well. And I hear this often, right? This hindsight after your kids are grown, you realize that you've missed it. And I think that's what David is really experiencing. I'm hitting him right then. Yeah. Well, beyond
1: biblical examples, yeah. do you think of any other leaders in history who we history would judge as a really good leader or a king mm-hmm. or emperor or something who had disastrous households?
0: Yeah, I mean, there are plenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, one guy sticks out to me. His name is Ivan. And Ivan was later nicknamed by his enemies Ivan the Terrible. Uh, he was a Russian czar mm-hmm. that really, he was a pretty... Great leader. Mm-hmm. He really um, uh, conglomerated the Russian territories. He really built Russia into what it became in the modern world. He expanded the borders, but he was a terrible father. He was known for being abusive so to his Ivan, kids. Ivan the terrible father. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, so what he's kind What was happening of, at home? Uh, yeah, well, he was abusing his daughters. Oh, he was known for like. Uh, punishing his kids in just ways that were terrible, like Mm. ways you should never punish a child. And uh, so his household was just really, really terrible. That's uh, an example of a guy kind of like David. Mm -hmm. And I would say that the vast majority uh, of the case When we talk about this dichotomy, great leader, bad dad. Or vice versa. Or vice versa. Majority of leaders throughout history have fallen on the great leader, right? That's why we know about them. They're great leaders and they're bad
1: dads. Do you know of any historical examples? I mean, I'm not even sure how we would know about them, but can you think of anybody who was a world leader maybe who was a really good dad Mm. but failed in their duties in leadership?
0: Yeah, well... I would say, staying on the Russian illustration, mm-hmm. uh, a few centuries after Ivan, mm-hmm. another czar comes along. His name is Nicholas II. Okay. And Nicholas had five kids. One, one of his children w- was sick mm-hmm. and he spent all of his time at home. Mm-hmm. He was always with his kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, he famously was uh, trying to get uh, his son healthy and he reaches yeah. out to all these healers. It's being a good dad. Being a good dad. Yeah. But while he's at home with his kids, caring for his wife and his children, the nation, uh, it's at war in World War I. They kind of pull out of the war in World War I. But the nation, it has a vacuum of leadership, mm. right? There's not this a vacuum of leadership home. in the home, right. but there's one in the nation. And what happens? And Russia absolutely falls apart. Hmm. There's a civil war. Uh, the Soviets end up taking over. This is how we end up with the Soviet Union. This is how we end up with Joseph Stalin and these leaders that murdered millions, right, as wow. a result of one man's... Uh, decision to really choose his family over his nation so i would say nicholas really stands out to me yeah as that other side of the equation choosing your family always right over your work so if we think about ivan the terrible father yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) and nicholas the the good dad saint nicholas we'll call him yeah yeah it sounds almost from those two examples like there is a dichotomy you're Mm -hmm. either going to be a great leader and a bad dad or a great dad and a bad leader yeah but that's not necessarily the case, right? It's a little bit more nuanced than that. It is. You know who I'm thinking about right now? Exactly. I'm just trying to think, like, who in history can we think of that somehow was both? Mm-hmm. And the person that comes to my mind is is Joseph. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The earthly father of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about that? I mean, we know he was um, a good man. Mm-hmm. Because when his fiance is suddenly in this very public moral scandal, she's pregnant, Mm And they have not been together. He does the right thing. He stands up for her. Yeah. He stays with her. You know, she could have been killed Mm -hmm. because of this. We know he's a good man, but we also know he was good at his job. Why do we know that? He was a carpenter. Yeah. And and here's where I'm. I think I'm. I'm trying to get at here. I think we can tell that he was a good dad Mm -hmm. because Jesus was a good carpenter. Yeah. So that means he kind of brought Jesus in and mentored him
0: mm-hmm. and
1: showed him the family trade, must've spent a lot of time with him. So he seems to be good at his job Yeah, as far as we can tell. And he seemed to be a good dad. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about him as like a good leader, good dad?
0: Yeah. He's an interesting thought. I feel like he's kind of a character in scripture that is easily glossed over. Right. We right? don't know
1: that much about him really. Very little. We're surmising here.
0: Uh-huh. But I would say, even just looking at the the interactions between him and Mary at the beginning, and then between the way his son becomes, right, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus, we we know, right, he's fully God, he has all these traits from God. yeah. But he also had a dad yeah. that had to model some of these things, you know? And I think Joseph's influence over Jesus, Jesus, if we're honest, right? he had a, a big influence yeah. on his son.
1: You know what else occurs to me? He, he, he seems to have discipled his son well. Mm because Jesus knew scripture. Yeah. It's easy to think like, oh, Jesus knew scripture because he was the author, he's the divine mm-hmm. author, he wrote it all from heaven. Well, he still had to learn it, mm-hmm. just like he had to learn how to walk as a toddler. Yeah. So that means his dad, and we know from that story in the temple that his, his dad brought him to temple. Mm-hmm. I mean, he lost him there that day <laughs> he was 12. He was a bad dad. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he was, there's, there's a Mistakes Dads Make episode where we can interview Joseph in heaven someday, and yeah, he'd be like, the biggest go. mistake I made was leaving 12-year-old Jesus <laughs> in Jerusalem. But we think it, it, we can surmise that he discipled his son in the word mm-hmm. because Jesus knew scripture so well, yeah. even to the point where he was tempted by Satan in the wilderness, scripture fell off his lips. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, yeah, Joseph, Joseph, good dad, good leader. Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and I think men like Joseph are very important for us to study mm-hmm. and to look at as fathers because right. what they reveal to us is that, the dichotomy, that that's actually a false dichotomy, mm-hmm. Yeah. that you have to be either a good employee or leader and right. a bad dad, or you have to be a good dad and a bad employee or leader.
1: It's not a light switch,
0: right? No, it it's is not. It's much or. more of a tension to manage. Mm-hmm. It's much more like a tug of war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not quite as black and white yep. as we like to make it. And I think we love to make things way more black and white than no, they actually especially are. Especially these days. Yeah.
1: When you talk about that tension, you know what I immediately thought of? Do you remember the text you sent me last night? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at 6 p.m. Can I tell people about yeah, that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so David and I both had an elders meeting last mm-hmm. night. An elder, you know, a couple of hour meeting, the first third Tuesday of every month or whatever. And this is the first elders meeting you've been to since becoming a dad, right? Yep, that's right. Yeah, so like at 6 p.m. I get this text on my phone. By the way, David and I text each other like all day, every day. It's a constant (laughs) conversation. But last night I get this text and it's a photo of David's son, Samuel. This beautiful... I mean, that is such a cute picture. He's sleeping. Yeah, I'm holding him. Oh, his cheeks and he's got his pacifier. And your text said, um, having a hard time walking away from this to go to the elders meeting. (laughs) Yeah. And you were feeling that in your heart, Mm -hmm. right? Whereas like every other elders meeting you've ever been to, you're like, see you, Rachel, I'll be back in a couple of hours. Mm -hmm. But now you're leaving your heart, your son, you're leaving Mm -hmm. him at home. Yeah. That's the tension, right? But you still came to the elders meeting. I can imagine maybe some other dads in history, when they have such a um, warm, loving, precious thing in their household, Mm -hmm. they're like, I'm not going to go to that sales appointment. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go to this opportunity that would advance my career because I can't leave my house Mm -hmm. because there's so much love in this house and maybe that maybe that makes them fail a little bit at work. Yeah. But it's finding that balance. It's finding it how to how to manage that tension, like you said.
0: And how to, I love actually, first of all, before I respond, uh, what you texted me back was hilarious. <laughs> Nathan, uh, he texted me back and he goes, wait, uh, uh, two years. And, <laughs> and when he's a toddler, you'll be like, get me out of here. You'll want a two-hour break. <laughs> <laughs> Night out, let's go.
1: Just enjoy those uh, oh. infant years, buddy.
0: But I think, you know, in response to that, one of the ways I can love Samuel well is by providing for him. That's right. One of the ways I can love Samuel well is by working to God's right. glory in my workplace. Yep. And by uh, really glorifying God and, and really pressing into my work when necessary, I'm actually loving my son. Yeah. Right. I think it's untrue to say. There's like this, this, this fall, that false dichotomy again is like, if you're going to work and you're working hard, right. you don't love your kid. Right. That's well, not that's true. That's not true at all. No, that is yeah. not true.
1: There's a heart issue, I think, though. Mm-hmm. And like in my own experience, if I can just kind of be a little bit vulnerable here, I thought about this a lot when we interviewed your dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah that it's, it's not so much a calendar issue or a scheduling issue, although that is important. Am I either gonna spend 80 hours at work or mm-hmm. spend yeah. 20 hours at work and focus on the family? It's not necessarily just a calendar issue, it's a heart issue. Meaning, if I get home from like an intense work day and I have just been ministering to people all day, I've depleted my emotional energy, my tank is empty. Mm-hmm. And I come home, I probably have like that blank look on my face, like your dad talked about. And my kids just want, they want some love from dad. Daddy, will you play with me? Daddy, will you listen to my day? And if they sense that my emotional tank is empty because I've just spent it on everybody else, mm-hmm. what they might be internalizing from that is his heart mm-hmm. is in his work and yeah. it's not really in, in me. Yeah. And that's hard. What I'm trying to do there is leave some in the tank, mm-hmm. not work so hard on a heart level mm-hmm. to pour myself out every day. I got to be like, you know what? I'm going to maybe have one fewer appointments today with the congregation. Mm-hmm. So that I can be present when yeah. I'm home, or maybe even I'm just hearing the voice of my wife here mm-hmm. <laughs> in my own head. Yeah, she would say, not necessarily have one fewer appointment, but don't give so much of my heart. Mm. Care for people, care yeah. deeply for people, um, but not necessarily give them my whole heart. Reserve mm-hmm. some of that for my kids. Yeah, have you been thinking about that?
0: Yeah, well, I even think about you know. It's funny. I was texting a friend the other day. And uh, we, were, we were talking about parenting, and he has five kids. And I was like, why didn't you tell me kids are so stinking hard, right? Because Samuel wasn't sleeping, whatever. I'm like, I don't know how he had five. And he texts me back, and he goes, yeah, Jesus, he uh, turned water into wine, and he walked on water, and he looked at people with kids, and he's like, no, I'm not doing that because it <laughs> looks hard. <laughs> but I, I think he does bring up a, a clear tension. Jesus didn't have kids, mm-hmm. but he knew his limits, Say more about that. He knew when to retire. We see throughout Scripture. Yeah. Take a break. Him taking a break. Mm-hmm. Him, uh, basically going away from the disciples, from everyone, right. off to spend time with God the Father. He knew his own earthly limits. Yeah. And I think as as fathers, as men, we have to be able to admit our own lim- limits. Yes. Right. And and there's a freedom in doing that. Saying, "Okay, I, I'm at my limit. You know, and I and I really want to be able to love my family well." Hmm. And so i just need to i need to step back Um, you know
1: what that makes me think about saturdays
0: Mm, yeah tell me more
1: well i think my children had a book or something when they were really little and it was called datter day (laughs) that's great yeah yeah (laughs) but it's very much aligned with the biblical concept of sabbath Mm -hmm. sabbath is is, what does it say you finish all your work Mm -hmm. and then on seventh day you rest and what's really cool about the biblical Sabbath is what it really provides is an opportunity to a, for a family mm-hmm. to rest together. Yeah. Dad's not at work. Kids aren't off doing a million things that they do. You're just together mm-hmm. and you rest. And in my household, at least, we do every single Saturday morning, we make pancakes together, nice. put bacon in the oven we just spend Saturday morning just kind of being together mm-hmm. and like my daughter, you know, it's like the the rising and setting of the sun. it's a law of the universe. <laughs> if great. it's Saturday, we're doing pancakes with daddy, yeah, and that that phrase dadder day" comes in my mind most mm-hmm. Saturday because like you and I both know there's a million opportunities. I could go play golf with guys mm-hmm. on Saturday morning, I could schedule more ministry appointments, mm-hmm. I could do a lot of things, yeah, but I'm like, my daughter's counting on me being there for mm-hmm. pancakes. And that's kind of what you're talking about with Jesus. He knew he had to pull back. Yeah. And if we do that together as a family, mm-hmm. I feel like we're kind of we're we're threading that needle a little bit. Yeah. That's we're good. not buying into the false dichotomy of uh, good leader, bad dad, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Just one day a week, at least. Yeah. Just be together. Let the work be the work. It'll be there again on Monday. Mm-hmm. But and obviously Sundays worshiping together. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like that does a lot. It Speaks to that Joseph discipling mm-hmm. of Jesus mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Well, what what haven't we thought about here, David? That's important for this conversation.
0: Well, I'm thinking, you know, the really the the two errors we spoke about. Like we said, most dads have erred on choosing work yep. over their family. Very few dads at least that we know about, mm-hmm. maybe they weren't written about in history, mm-hmm. chose their family mm-hmm. over their work. So I think uh, one of the takeaways from this conversation is just for us, right, as fathers who are working yep. is to take a step back mm-hmm. and to say, okay, right. let me look at my if week. If that tends
1: to be the pattern.
0: What is my pattern? Mm-hmm. Uh, when I have a, a project or my my child has a, a, sports, a sporting event, Am I always choosing that project? Yeah. Right. What is my pattern yeah. throughout the past week, the past month? Yeah. And I think that self-awareness to even step back as a dad and to kind of a take an assessment um, really is helpful in change yeah. for the future. Yeah. And in really uh not falling into that that mm-hmm. dichotomy. Mm-hmm. And I think also it's just as you step back and as you you really assess where you're at. I just want to encourage dads. Mm-hmm. You know, give yourself grace. Right, and it's possible to do both. Mm-hmm. It is possible, right? With with intentionality, it's possible to be a good father yeah. and to be a good employee and a good yeah. leader. It's possible yeah. to do both. Don't do not fall into that false dichotomy. That's right. Uh, that's presented.
1: Yeah, there there are Josephs out there uh-huh. discipling their kids, doing the right thing in the community. Uh, having a, a solid career, mm-hmm. just all of the above. And, it, it, you know, it's possible. And that's kind of our goal. Would you say that's our goal? Yeah. Trying to thread that needle and figure that out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to continue the conversation to, you know, hold each other accountable and share best practices. and
0: hmm, yeah. That's
1: great. Good. Well, thanks, man. This has been Rich. Yeah, thanks, Nathan. Thank you for listening to Mistakes Dads Make. Please take a moment and rate this podcast wherever you found it and share it with a friend. We'll see you next time.